Come on, you have to sound louder than me. Say, this is God's word. This is God's word. Not Pastor Reben's word. word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. We thank you that you're Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. And Father, the beautiful thing is that you're everything in between. In you, we live, we move, and we have our being. And so, as we hear your word today, I thank you for hiding me behind the gift. Holy Spirit, use me to speak the oracles of God to God's people. And Lord, I thank you for a saturated anointing. For people to hear and receive the word that you have for us. And I thank you in advance for signs, miracles, and wonders following our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series called Unapologetically Prosperous. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm prosperous. Now look at your other neighbor and say it. I said I'm prosperous. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 35, 27, they're going to put it on the screen. Listen to what the Bible says. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yes, let them say continually. Everybody say continually. Let them say continually. Read it with me. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. It is God's will for us to prosper. It is God's desire for us to prosper. Now, since faith comes by what? Hearing. I want to encourage everybody to go back to lesson number one in this series and go listen to it all over again. Why? Because faith for prospering is going to come. Now, here's what's interesting. The world knows this concept. They know that faith comes by hearing. And this is why they play the same commercials over and over and over again. Why? Because they know eventually you're going to go buy that pizza they've been showing you. Amen. Last week, our special guest, Pastor Keith, did an amazing job. Can we give him a hand clap? He ain't even here. Can we give him a hand clap? And his primary point last week was to distinguish the difference between blessings and favor. So I want you to go back and listen to that because blessings and favor are not the same. And one of the things that Pastor Keith told me uh, earlier this week in our coaching session, he wanted me to make sure that I followed up on helping you all to understand what walking in favor is about. So if you're taking notes today, the message title is Activating the Favor of God. Activating the Favor of God. Now let me say this in advance. 
The favor of God on our lives is not automatic because if it was, everybody would be walking in it. Salvation is not automatic. Healing is not automatic. And guess what? Favor is not automatic. And so my goal today is to help you identify just one of the ways that you and I can activate favor. You don't want to miss next week because I'm going to show you some other ways as well. So let's open the message today with the question. And I want everybody to participate with the question. So uh, we're going to participate by raising your hand. Okay, so let's practice. Let me see. All right. Now, if you're at home, let me see you raise your hand. All right. Good, 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 good. All right. So here's the question. How many of you would like to receive favor on a regular basis? Now, if you're online, give me a thumbs up or something. All right. On a regular. Everybody say it on regular. Now, I'm about to now share with you how that can happen. And this is a revelation going to be for most of you. Watch this, though. I'm going to give you this revelation in a take-home statement. So here's the take-home statement in the revelation. In order to get favor, you must be willing to give favor. Oh, that's good. See, we can just shut church down today. In order for you and I to get favor, watch this church, we must be, come on church, we must be willing to give favor. And so many people expect stuff, but don't want to give the stuff they're expecting. Amen. Luke 638. And let me just warn you, we will probably read this verse about six different times in this message today. But every single way when we read it is going to be for a different reason. So watch this now. In order to get favor, we must be willing to give favor. In fact, everybody say that in order to get favor, we must be willing to give favor. So I'm going to read Luke 6:38, but I'm going to insert favor there. Because the first word in that verse is what, church? Okay, so it's not going to tell us what to give. Okay, so since it doesn't tell us what, we all raised our hands that said, you want to get some favor on a regular basis, right? So what's the revelation? In order to get favor, you must be willing to... Give favor. So watch this. Luke 6, 38. It says, give, and we're going to put favor. Give some favor, and it, favor, shall be given back to you. This favor is going to come how, church? In a good measure. This favor is going to come how, church? Press down. This shaking, this favor is going to come how? Shaking together. And this favor is going to come how? Running over. Shall men give back to my bosom somewhat? favor for with the same way that you measure favor out is the same way favor is going to come back to you now watch this in the living bible for if you give favor you will come on read it with me church if you will give favor you will get favor your gift your favor will return to you in full and overflowing measure your favor will be pressed down and shaken together and to make room for more and your favor will be running over and whatever measure you use to give large favor or to give small favor will be used to measure what is given back to you everybody say in order to get favor you must be willing to give favor And listen, church, in order to give favor, you must have a giving heart. And here's the problem with a lot of people. 
is that they have a heart that gives, but not a giving heart. Oh, they have a heart that gives, but they don't have a giving heart. It's like you have a car in the, in the garage, but you don't run it. Amen. A heart that gives is one that will give, watch this church, as long as the situation is worthy, as long as the person is worthy, as long as the conditions are worthy, and as long as my feelings at the time are worthy, that determines if my heart is going to give to you. But a giving heart, everybody say a giving heart. A giving heart is one that is always, everybody say always, A giving heart is one that is always in a posture of giving regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, regardless of the conditions, regardless of the attitude of the person. And here is why the person with the giving heart can always be in a posture to give. Ready for that? Here's some more revelation. Here is how they can always have a heart that's in a posture to give because they have a revelation. And what's the revelation? That giving is for them, not for the person, place, or thing they're giving to. How can you develop a heart Watch this now. A giving heart that stays in a posture to give. How do you get there? Because a person with a giving heart realizes that giving is for them. It's not for who you gave it to. It's not for the person, place, or thing. And because they have this revelation that giving is for them and not the person, place, or thing. Watch this now. It helps them stay in that posture. Now, Luke 638, let's go back to it. Luke 638, because now I want to show you something. Because I want to prove to you today that giving is for you. Now, you say, well, Pastor, why are you going down this road? You'll see in just a second. Watch this now. Everybody say, giving is for me. Luke 638. It says, give, and it shall be given to your neighbor. Give, and it shall be given to your boss. It says, give and it shall be given to who? Hello, there's revelation right there. So giving is for who? You. And then he said, it's going to come back to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together, run it over. And then when men do something, they're going to give it to who? When you go to work, whose name is on that check when they give it to you? So it sounds like, listen, church, the person who is doing the giving is the person who is getting the blessing. Did you hear what I said? I said the person who's doing the giving is the person who's getting the blessing. So I'm about to read a verse that I'm pretty sure if you've read it before, you ain't remembered this verse. But this is found in Deuteronomy chapter 15. And so the context is this. Back in the Old Testament, what what would happen is God would want people who had resources and blessings to bless the poor or to loan money out. And so what would happen is every seven years, whatever money was loaned out, if the person could not pay you back, God called that seventh year a year of release. And so what would happen is in the sixth year, somebody might come to somebody and say, hey, I really need you to loan me some money for this. And the person who has it will go, no, 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 because there's only one more year before the year of release. And you ain't going to have my money in the year, so I ain't going to give you the money. So that's the context of what we're about to read. So listen to this, Deuteronomy 15, 7. He says, if there's a person among you, a poor man of your brother, 
within the gates in your hand, which the Lord your God has given you. You shall not harden what, church? Your heart. Why? Because that's where you get from. He said, do not harden your heart, nor shut your hand from the poor brother. But if, but you shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Verse 9. Beware lest there be a wicked thought. Where, church? In your heart saying, oh, the seventh year is the year of release. It's at hand. And your eye be evil against your poor brother and you give him nothing. And he cry out to the Lord against you and it becomes a sin among you. Watch verse 10. Here we go. You shall surely give to him. Wow. Here's the revelation. And your heart should not be grieved when you do it. Because the revelation is, because for this thing you giving to him, the Lord your God is going to do what? Bless who? Bless who? Bless who? Bless you and not just bless you. He says, I'm going to bless everything your hands touch. Oh, 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 oh. So me helping somebody ain't about them. It's about me as long as my heart is straight when I'm doing it. Say amen to that. So it looks like the person who is doing the giving is the person that's getting the blessing. Now, why is it important to get the revelation that giving is for you? Watch this church. Here we go. I'm getting ready to turn the corner. Because everything in life involves giving. Oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about money this morning now. No, no. Everything in life involves giving. When you wake up in the morning and you have children at home, giving starts as soon as they wake up. Yes, ma'am. Whether you want to uh, give to them or not, you have to do it. Amen. Because they will demand it of you. Mama, give me something to eat. Everybody say, that's giving. If you are employed or you own a business, listen, you have to give energy. You have to give answers. Come on, somebody. You have to listen. Take responsibility and care about the things that you're at work for. That's giving. Sending an email. That's giving. Amen. You have to give to the stoplights. I ain't giving it no stoplight. Yes, you are. You're giving honor to that stoplight. Because if you don't honor the stoplight by stopping, the police are going to honor you with a ticket. That's giving. Amen. Say that's giving. You have to give to your spouse if you're married. And the problem starts when giving stops. When you stop giving to your spouse, listen, problems are going to start in that relationship. Amen. Couples just look straight. I want you won't know who it is. The problem with all of this giving is that most people, listen church, hear me, they do it out of obligation. And I'm going to read to you later that that's not the right way to give. They do it out of obligation or listen, they do it out of responsibility. And here's the enlightening part. Watch this now. The way we give 
is just as important as what we give. I'm going to say that again. The way we give is just as important as what we, okay, you're sitting at the light. Let's say you accidentally ran a stop sign. The police pulls up behind you. And, and you know, it's a minor infraction, but the fact is you ran the stop sign, right? Well, police comes and pulls you over and asks you for your ID. There are two ways for you to give it to them. You can do it with care and nice. Here you go, officer. Or you can take your driver's license and throw it in his face. Let me tell you something. The way you did it is going to help you or hurt you. Let's go back to Luke 638. This time the focus is not on what, but it's on the way it happens. Watch this now. Luke 638, give willingly and it shall be given back to you willingly. It'll come good measure willingly, pressed down willingly and shaken together willingly and running over shall men willingly give to your bosom. For the same way you willingly measure it out is the same way willingly you will get it back. Give. With a bad attitude, and with a bad attitude, it shall be given back to you. Good measure, bad attitude. Press down, bad attitude. Shaking together, bad attitude. And running over, bad attitude. Shall men give back to you with a bad attitude. And with the same way you measure out that bad attitude, is the same way you're going to get it back. Amen. Give with love. What's going to happen? Love's going to come back. How's it going to come back? Good measure. You all get the point, right? So church, here's the question. Why am I highlighting the importance of giving and the attitude or disposition when we do it? Why am I, I focusing on this? Here's why, church. Because favor is triggered when we give. I'm going to say that again. Favor is triggered when we give. See, if life has giving attached to it in all kind of levels, and I'm going to have to give one way or another, then the goal is for me to get my heart right when I'm doing it. Why? Because giving is tied to everything in life. And if giving is tied to everything in life, I'm going to show you that giving triggers favor. Amen. So listen, one of the things that I do is... I try my very best to make sure First Lady has gas in her car. Okay. And all the women say, Amen. And 95% of the time, that happens. The 5% is where maybe she forgot to tell me or I forgot to ask or go and look. But most of the time, I'm going to put some gas in First Lady's car. Now, first of all, I'm the one that brought that up. I'm the one that says, baby, make sure, you know, there's gas in your car. Let me know. How would it look if first lady comes to me and says, baby, I'm low on gas. So what that got to do with me? No, I'm the one that did it. Now, see, even though I'm the one that brought it up, 
I still have to control my attitude to do it. Okay, let's say first lady, you know, out of shower, got ready for bed, get in the bed, and she gets in the bed and says, baby, I just remember I have no gas. I have a choice. Because it's not just what I do, it's how I do it that matters. So watch this now. Listen, going to get her gas is given. So I want to make sure that giving helps me and not hurt me. Because most people, they're giving wrong. See, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, they're going to put it on the screen. Paul said, I can speak in tongues of men and angels, but if I don't do it with love or the right attitude, I'm only a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, he says, even if I have the gift of prophecy and I can phantom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that I can move a mountain, but if I don't have love, if I don't do it in love, he says, I am nothing. But here's verse 3. He says, if I give all I possess to the poor, and if, even if I surrender my whole body to burn up, he said, but if I don't do it in love, I gain nothing. I can get up out of that bed with an attitude in my heart. She might not even see my attitude, but I got an attitude on the inside and go get her gas. It profited her, but it will not profit me. And that's what we've been doing most of our life because nobody has taught us that when you're giving, whether it's a smile, whether it's a compliment, whether it's an email, whether it's help, whatever it is, give it with the right heart and spirit because watch this, it, it triggers favor for your life. Amen. So let's, let me show you what I mean. The new living, the new uh, NIV version says in 2 Corinthians 9, watch this, I'm going to show you that. Giving triggers favor. He says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap how? And he who sows bountifully shall reap how? Bountifully. The context is giving. It doesn't say what. But he says, every man according as he purposes where? In his heart, let him do what? Give. So listen. That's what giving is all about. It's about the heart. If you don't want to do it, I'd rather see you not do it than to do it with a funky heart. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Look at your name and say, do you have a funky heart? God said, no, 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 no. Get your heart straight before you do it. Now, let me just throw this out there. Pastor Keith said it. Tithing is not giving. It's returning. It's anything after that on the money side dealing with God. Everything else, you got to get it right or don't do it at all. He says, every man purposes where church? You can't let somebody else purpose it for you. Amen. I was talking to a member this week and you know, you know how you can have family members who want to, want you to, you know, give them some money. How many had that before? Okay. That's all. So maybe the other rest of y'all are the ones that we giving money to. Okay. Listen, 
They come to you once. Your heart is good. We all hit hard times sometimes. And so watch this. You sow it to them because you wanted to do that from the heart. You're not thinking they're going to come back for seconds. All of a sudden, they come back again. Ask you for, hey, can you help me again? Now you're kind of feeling, you know, you know, you know that feeling. So you're not feeling all the way around it, but you're not feeling bad, but you're not feeling good. So, you know, you, 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 you put that speech on them. Let me, let me talk to my, my spouse about it. Then your spouse is like, okay, well, let's do it this time. And you do it again, but then you forgot to give them that speech. <laughs> see, let me give you the speech. See, see, if they come a second time, you need to give them the speech. Here's the speech. You know what? My, my wife and I, I'm going to say in our case, and my wife and I, we, you know, we, we, we wanted to bless you again. But uh, just know this is the last time we won't be able to help you again. <laughs> see, because I can't say I ain't got it because I'm going to always have it. Oh, y'all didn't get that. See, that's a, that's, that's a prosperous attitude. They come around third time. See, the first time you sold it, the second time you gave it. See, sowing it is when you want to do it. Giving it is when they want you to do it. But either way, I can get a reward from it if I keep my heart straight. So this, that's why he says in verse number seven, let him purpose in his heart not to give grudgingly. Here we go. Or out of necessity. Watch this. For God loves a what? Why does he love a cheerful giver? Because he's saying a cheerful giver is one who gives like him. Which means now I portray the characters of God when I do that. But then watch verse 8. After you give, regardless of why you did it, regardless of what you gave, he says, and God is what? Able to make all what? Grace, the word grace there translates to the word favor. God, when you and I give, causes favor to abound toward us. And this is what favor looks like. You always have all sufficiency in all things so we can keep doing good works. So here's a take home statement. Giving is for me, so I must keep my heart clean. Did y'all notice here it says when we give, it causes grace to abound. The word grace is favor. So watch this. So you, when you give, regardless of what it is, it triggers favor. So now I can have a giving heart at all times because I know what it's doing for me. This is why you can't take advantage of a giver. You didn't make me do it. I wanted to do it. Now you say, well, Pastor, what about these people with these bad attitudes? They don't deserve it. Here's the beautiful thing. When you and I keep our hearts right when it comes to giving and giving blesses us, you say, well, what if the person I'm giving to don't deserve it? See, that's a hard one right there. What if you married to Uncle Devil? What if you married to the devil's sister-in-law? They don't deserve it, pastor. Well, if the person doesn't deserve it that I'm giving to, not only will, if my heart stays right, giving bless me, but God will in turn reward me as well. 
Watch this now. Watch this. Colossians 3.22. Servants. I know the context about this is servants and masters and all that, but I want you to hear the principle in the, in the, in the, in the context. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. Not with our service as men pleasers, but watch this singleness of what? See, this has all to do with heart, fearing God. Verse 23, and whatsoever you do, do it with heart. Do it heartily as to who? Listen, as to who? As to the Lord and not to who? Not to me. And listen, if I don't feel like getting gas for first lady, I'm going to do it as as I'm I'm gassing up Jesus' car. Because it's his car anyway. No, no, no. It says, if you don't listen, if the person, she's worthy of it. But what if the person ain't? I ain't fixing his plate no more. Oh, we done got some stop fixing plates up in here. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, look at your spouse and say, hmm. I ain't fixing his plate. He don't open the door for me. Oh, we done got some stop opening doors up in this place. Oh, Mike, just look straight. I won't know. You know, when you stop doing things that you used to do, when you first got married or for the first five or ten years, whatever, when you stop doing that stuff, you done got familiar with the person. See, the problem with being familiar is the next step is disrespect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, see, every time you do those things, it's your way of showing some honor. He don't deserve me fixing his plate no more. Baby, you're fixing the plate for Jesus. No, let me do it like a woman would do. All right, here we go. Honey, is there anything else you need? Would you like some ketchup? You need some salt? You need something else? (laughs) I did as good as I can. He says, knowing whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord, not to the person. Why? Because verse 20 says, 24 says, knowing that from the Lord, I will get my reward because that's who I'm serving. Listen to the New Living Translation as I close right here. It says, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them. Try to please them. Try to please them all the time, all the time, all the time. Not just when they are watching. Serve them sincerely. Why? Because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Listen, if I'm going to put gas in first lady's car, I want to get some points for it. Okay? Now, she's going to give me points. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's going to give me some points. But I'm just saying, if she didn't give me no points, she's going to give her brother some points now. But I'm just saying, if she don't give me no points, I still want to get some reward from Jesus. Listen, listen, you, you still got to give. 
You still got to give emails. You still got to give uh, whatever you got to give. You still got to do it. You might as well get some points from Jesus for it. Somebody say amen. amen. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for those people. Remember, everybody say remember. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. And so many of us have allowed people or situations to clog the arteries of our heart because of how they acted towards us when we did give. And here's the problem. You can't give with a preconceived attitude of how that person's going to respond. If God was that way, he'd have never gave Jesus. Because there's some people that ain't going to never accept Jesus as their Savior. So you mean to tell me Jesus, God instructed Jesus to give his life and it was for nothing? No, God said, you know what? I know some of them ain't going to do it. But you know what? There are going to be some that do. And I'm going to stick with the doers and not with the donors. See, some of y'all need to reset your spirit today. I'm talking to some married people now. I know it sounds like a married message. It is. Because you cannot have a successful relationship without giving. So the question is, what done made you stop? Mm. Well, she stopped. What that got to do with you? The Bible says, do it as unto who? Let me tell you something, boy. If you have to, if you have to jump on your spouse about doing stuff, your whatever you want to call that, you have to keep doing that. But boy, when you let the Lord jump on them, he see you still bringing that plate out. And he's looking going, oh my God, look at my daughter. She's so mature. My son is acting a fool right now. He's acting ugly. He's not treating her like a queen. But you know what? I'm going to honor her. I'm going to bless her. And I'm going to reward her. Because she's doing it in spite of what he's acting like. Because she's doing it like she's serving me. This is so good, church. So I have a confession. Stand up. I have a confession. I'm done. I have a confession. Because next week is going to layer the other things we can do to attract the favor of God. Because I don't want a regular life. If I got to do all this stuff God want me to do, I might as well get something for it. Amen. I mean, I want, I want my life to stand out. So when I say I serve God, they'd be like, ooh, ooh, I do too, but not at that level. So here's the confession that this week I want you to, we're going to put it in a reel so you can go along with us. But they're going to put it on the screen, but I want you to confess it after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know it is your will to prosper me. You said for me to say continually, for you to be magnified because you delight in my prosperity. Therefore, God, I declare you a big. You are great. There's no one bigger than you. Nothing bigger than you. Nothing too hard for you. Lord, 
repair my heart where it has been damaged. And prepare my heart to be right so I can receive right. So according to Psalm 118, sin now prosperity. Oh, say that again. Say sin now prosperity. Sin now prosperity. Prosperity. Come to me now. Increase. Come to me now. Money. Come to me now. Riches and glory. Supply for me now. Miracle money. Come to me now. Success. Come to me now. I declare to the heavens. Release favor. From all directions. Towards me. I declare. To the earth. Release favor. From all directions. Towards me. I declare. That I have all sufficiency. In all things. Lack. Is a stranger to me. Say it again. Say lack. Is a stranger to me. Come on, say it again. Say, lack is a stranger to me. Overflow is a norm to me. Overflow is a norm to me. Overflow is a norm to me. me. And I will magnify the Lord continually because he delights in my prosperity. In Jesus' name. Come on, magnify the Lord right there. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Father, we bless you now in the name of Jesus. We bless you now. And we thank you for favor like we've never, ever seen before. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say in the name of Jesus. I want to read a testimony really quick here. See, favor can come from anybody. Everybody say anybody. Let me see if I can find it. I should have had it saved up here. Uh, Okay, are y'all ready for this? Pastor, I finally got my letter. This is for debt cancellation with their school loans. I finally got my letter. $180,000 was forgiven. $180,000. That's favor. I don't care who it came from. So today, here's your instructions. Don't discriminate where the favor comes from. Your baby daddy call and say, hey, you need some help with your car? No, send the money, man. Send it. My cash app ID is in the text. Look down right now. See, because see, not, oh, Jesus, some of y'all, your, your, your heart got messed up. And he's like, I don't want nothing from him now. I do it on my own. Now, see, ah! Your heart's clogged up. You need a spiritual stint right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, hold your hands up. In the name of Jesus. 
cleanse, deliver, remove anything that has hurt us and anything that has clogged our hearts up to receive your favor in our life. We release it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Be seated very quickly. With every head bowed and every eye closed, here's my question. If you died today, are you sure you'd go to heaven?